0: Hello, 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 welcome back to my next video of the podcast, Z-Cast. Uh It's been about a week, more consistent, and more consistent now. Um, I'm going to try keep experimenting, see whatever sticks, you know, with how I do the podcast. Like, I, I don't want to get stuck on one style. Well, you know, I want to figure out what the best way to do a podcast is, and then do it that way, because that's obviously the best. Um, yeah. Back to the podcast um, that I'm doing right now. Uh, it's very hard to make a podcast, uh, by the way. Uh, you've got to, uh, you've got to like constantly talk is the thing, and you've got to not say. You'll you'll become very aware of your repetitions, your little vocal things you do. Like for me, I was just noticing before I was saying "ah" a lot, and you might notice that you breathe a lot, and it's very annoying to those who are listening, which I do. Uh, And I need to figure out a way to do that in a way... I don't even know how podcasters do it, honestly. But uh, uh, once I get to a certain point, I'm sure I'll figure out. uh, And you won't need to listen to these early episodes because they're probably quite bad in comparison if I continue to do it. So yeah, welcome to the podcast. That was the intro. Might not use it, might do another take because another part of podcasting is doing a lot of takes. But yep, intro. uh, uh, Oh yes, uh, today's episode, we're going to be talking about a lot of things. So stick around, um, and by things I say movies, because I watched a lot of movies, I might also talk about some music, uh, because I haven't done that in a while, and maybe a book or two or something, I don't know, switch it up. Okay, enjoy the episode. So, um, okay, for today's episode, the first um, movie I'm going to be talking about is Soy Cuba, or I Am Cuba, uh, is the English title. It is a propaganda piece, first and foremost. I know everyone is quick to uh, say that when they're discussing this film, but it is uh, a propaganda piece. It is pro-Castro, Fidel Castro, anti-Batista. I'm not a pronunciation expert. But uh, yes, it is a communist propaganda movie. Uh and it's also one of the best movies of all time. Uh and I'm going to try and explain why. Um It's it's free on YouTube by the way, if you're interested in watching it. Uh someone uploaded it to YouTube. Um Yeah. Uh really recommended. It's two and a half hours long, it's an anthology film. Each uh story is pretty much unrelated but they share a common theme and the they each uh anthology, each part of the anthology sort of ties in with each other and they uh increase the strength of each other each, each, uh, anthology part has a certain idea behind it, like a moral or a, you know, something it's trying to convey. And when they're all grouped together, like in this movie, it becomes even more powerful. Each one becomes more powerful with the other, uh, sort of like communism. <laughs> I'm not funny anyway. Uh, well, it's not really even a joke. It's true. That's, you know, it's a communist movie. Uh, so anyway, m- more unclear, uh, on path, uh, what I'm trying to say is, the movie's really good <laughs> not great at podcasting yet uh, you'll, see I say art a lot okay, not great at podcasting uh, on track, uh, I should probably cut this out but I'm not going to, because y- you need to see the raw, unfiltered Zedcast anyway yes, cinematography is the first thing, uh, that is incredible incredibly notable about this film it's so gorgeous immediately you you'll realize that because it has these incredible like long takes. There's one scene early on where it's it's on this rowboat and it's just going through. And there's people there's people working there's people living. They don't even look like actors because I'm not even sure if they are because they're just so living. You get to experience Cuba like and all its like uh, intri- int- intricacies and it's really just gorgeous. And you've got this narration sort of explaining the context of the movie. It's sort of uh, a key theme about Cuba, and, uh, they'll, they'll separate each of the, um, little, uh, short, short parts, you know, the narration will come back in and sort of enforce the theme and what this, the story's trying to tell you, um, but yeah, the cinematography, the camera work, it's actually, it's outstanding, it's, it's almost unbelievable at some points, the camera's, there's one uh, incredible um long take at the at the start that uh will sh- will hook you in immediately cuz it's this party uh and you sort of you start up all high uh on top of this um on top of like a roof and you go around and you see all the people partying and then you go down and then you go into a pool and it's like a single unbroken shot. I don't even know how they did some of the stuff in this movie. The camera goes up, it it looks down on crowds. It goes in and around. It goes everywhere. I mean, it's just gorgeous. It's this beautiful, beautiful uh, black and white uh composition. And there's some really stunning shots. It's it's one of the film's most. It's one of the film's strongest points, but not to say the only strong point because there's a lot more to really appreciate about it. I I loved uh I loved the the stories and what they're trying to say um. You know, you have very pro-worker, pro... I'm am not going to come in here and act like I'm an extra, expert on Castro. He seems to be a very controversial figure. I've heard he's done some quite bad things. I, I think... Well, it, obviously it's relevant, but... I think you can view the film outside of Castro. Because he, at the time, from what I gather, he was a figure it was sort of more about what he represented to the people as uh you know someone who's going to save russia uh not russia sorry as someone who's going to save cuba uh you know a revolutionary figure it, it doesn't really matter the specific of him so even if you if you don't like i'm not a Castro expert but anyway a uh, little tangent there uh uh, okay, I think that last bit was a bit incoherent, so I apologize for that anyway uh more focused so you 've got each you 've got these different stories which usually involve uh oppression and workers being oppressed and stuff like that and they 've really um near the end it sort of becomes a revolutionary thing uh you experience the revolution there's um, uh so there 's a story of um these people who are who are trying to uh organize a revolution of some sorts. And then one of them is killed by a police officer, and that sort of sparks this huge... What, probably the best sequence in the movie. It's really fantastic. It, um, it reminded me of uh, Battleship Potemkin, which is a 20s movie, another Soviet propaganda movie, although one I didn't connect with nearly as much. Like, I appreciated it on a merely technical level, but I really didn't find myself gripped with that one. But with this one, I was thinking... This is what they wanted me to feel when I was watching Battleship And This powerful feeling of, like, a revolution of, um, you know, uh, standing up to your oppressors. I thought that was really fantastic, the way they did that. Uh, and past that point, you've got one last story. Uh, and I was sort of sceptical at first when I saw, oh, the movie's got a bit more left. I thought that was probably the perfect ending, was that revolutionary sequence with them all marching and, you know the police trying to stop them. I thought, surely that's a perfect ending. But I appreciated the real ending as well, um, uh, which sort of told a story about how uh, you can't stay neutral in these sort of things. You've got to pick a side. You've got to do something. And it's a guy who's trying. He doesn't want to fight. He doesn't want to do these things. And then he's bombed. And uh, it ends with... I guess this is spoilers. I'll, I'll put spoilers before, actually. Yeah, no, you should know that. I'll cut that out. Um, yeah, no, what I'm saying is, uh, it ends with him, he, so he, he's bombed, and then he goes to war, and it's sort of showing that, you know, even if you, you try and be neutral, you really can't, you can't do that, um, when these things are happening. Uh, so, overall, I think all the pieces are there, and the pieces on their own are really good, but when they come together, it's just absolutely perfect so i'd I'd really recommend soy cuba uh it's it's a fantastic movie and i think it's probably a necessary watch i've heard a lot of directors recommend it it's a one that scorsese really loves it's one that spike lee loves and i'm pretty sure bong Jun ho is a fan of it as well I, I i might need a fact check on that but i think i heard him recommend it uh so yeah all those other people recommend it i also recommend it watch it great movie uh, yeah, overall. Oh, uh, another thing I wanted to say about the movie uh, is the influence. I th- could immediately s- sense the Malick influence, Terrence Malik. The way the camera moves around, I'm like, this is Malick before Malick. This is, and I'm not the biggest Terrence Malick fan. I tried watching The Tree of Life and I really wanted to love it, but I just wasn't gripped by it. I watched about an hour I sort of turned it off, and I'll finish it later. I watched uh, the 45-minute cut of Voyage of Time, um, like the IMAX cut, but I didn't watch it on IMAX. I thought that was interesting, but it didn't really do what I was trying to do. Anyway, that was my Terrence Malick rant over. But, yeah, the influence is incredible, especially with the long takes. I can see why Scorsese loves it, because the long takes in this movie are incredible. So, yeah watch uh soy Cuba sorry if my uh rambling wasn't very um thought provoking uh it, it wasn't very coherent it didn't really you know I I tend to do that it's it's I'm making this up on the spot by the way I don't know if podcasts should have scripts or what I think I think some do I don't uh I do need I it probably makes more sense if I had a co host I a co-host I'd have someone to bounce off and it would sort of become more coherent maybe I don't know anyway great movie watch it Um, so next I'll talk about Muriel's wedding a bit. Really enjoyed this. It was sort of like a light, romantic comedy, but, like, more than that, a a bit. Like, uh, it had more to it than that. Uh, I've heard it described as a black comedy. I wouldn't describe it as a black comedy. I'd describe Todd Salande's work as as black comedies, usually. uh, Happiness, Welcome to the Dollhouse. Those are black comedies, if you want to see black comedies, I mean... Uh well this film does have some it's got humor it's funny but I don't I wouldn't desc- it's I wouldn't describe it as black comedy no but uh no it was really good it was um I, I described it I said it was the only time I've ever felt happiness <laughs> well, um yeah no great movie I made the intro myself by the way um yeah I just made it like on 5 minutes on FL studio not great at making music uh so it's not great but if if anyone has a better intro song, then uh feel free to let me know, yeah, so um, podcasts going well, going badly, don't know, chances are no one's even going to be listening to this. I don't think I have an audience yet, but uh I'll try promoting once I get more serious about the podcast, which I'll try to, but it's hard to when you're the only one making it uh and A lot of people try to put other people down. Uh, That's just the simple fact of the matter. Uh, So, I guess, don't let that work. Don't let them do that. My advice to anybody who feels put down by other people is think about how weak you must be to have to put other people to bring yourself up. And uh, I don't think that that works. Uh I know it doesn't work actually, if you're drowning and you try and if you try and push someone down to bring yourself up, you're both going to drown, buddy. just don't let it happen yeah, that's a lot of people that's that's weak people, okay strong people what they do is they persevere through that that's what makes you strong, not bringing other people down uh This has been my um ted talk uh thanks for coming Oh woo. So next I'll do a little bit of a discussion, a little bit of a review of um, Mädchen in Uniform, or Girls in Uniform is the English title. Uh, This is a 1931 German film, which, if you know history, might sound a little bit dodgy, I I, I don't know, but uh, it's not. It's actually one of the first queer films uh, ever made, one of the first feature-length movies with a actually incredibly progressive uh, lesbian depiction in it. It's pretty much just a love story, uh, or a crush story, a story of someone who has a crush. Uh, and it's really beautiful and how it felt, and incredibly progressive for its time, and also incredibly progressive for this time, because if it was made now, it would still be more progressive than a lot of the movies coming out at the moment. So yeah, really fantastic movie uh i'm i'm I'd, i've been needing to get into more of the movies of the 30s because i'm i'd say i'm uh i've got a pretty good knowledge of the 20s at least i've seen 14 from the 20s which isn't great but it's the, it's pretty much the main ones covered you know the main the big ones except for except for um Oh uh you know the the one about the Joan of Arc except for the Joan of Arc one and I also need to see the Napoleon one there are a few ones I need to see but the main, like I've seen the main ones I've seen Nosferatu I've seen Caligari I've seen Potemkin I've seen Man of the Movie Camera I've seen the Chaplin ones from the 20s well not all of them but I have seen the main ones so yeah I I'd, I'd say I'm, I'm I'm prepared for the 20s But the reason I'm saying this is because the '30s. This movie was made in the '30s. It's not. It's quite obscure. I'd say. Uh. Yeah. I'd say it's obscure. Not that many people know of it, but it is an essential movie. I'd say, because it is, fantastic. Uh, it's really progressive. I said that before. It's really heartfelt. I said that before, and I'd really recommend it. I think I said that before as well. But if I didn't, I would recommend it. 1930s. Really interesting to see how what life was like for schoolgirls and um, boarding schools back then. Really interesting movie. Good movie. It's on YouTube as well as the other movie I said uh, I'd recommend it. Great ending as well. Uh, you can probably hear more substantive thoughts on this movie from other people, but as uh, me, I like it. Good movie. Watch it. If you like 30s movies. I'll briefly mention Genius. I don't think I have that much to say about it. Uh, in terms of Kanye, I might do a Kanye episode one day, because, you know, you can talk about that guy for hours. I could probably make a five-hour episode. Uh, if if you're interested in a five-hour Kanye episode, if you're watching this... Um, i I'm, I'm going to set up like a thing uh I was going to yeah I'll, I'll set up a thing where you can like send in audio things uh maybe I don't know that could backfire, but I'll see if I can and I, if I want to but anyway, yeah, kanye uh genius, I think it was okay. I thought it was entertaining enough because I'm a Kanye fan if you're not a Kanye fan, you are not going to be interested in it. It's set at a, a kind of interesting point. It's weird. Kanye, he's a producer, but he's not respected as a rapper. And you can sort of see how passionate he, he is to be respected as uh, a rapper instead of just a producer. Because he thinks that unless he, he gets a record deal now, unless he gets respected as a rapper now, he's, he's just going to be known as a producer for the rest of his life. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting to see what kanye used to be like and then in the third episode you get the stark contrast with what kanye is now and it's kind of just sad it is sad very sad uh and uncomfortable and even even cootie even the cameraman uh gets uncomfortable and puts the camera away a few times so yeah uh if you like kanye and want to watch him uh strive for success in the first two episodes and uh wallow in defeat (laughs) no no not bask in his glory uh in the last episode and also go insane um yeah he's insane he's a crazy person and he's not a genius um he's very talented but he is not a genius okay uh that was that was pretty uh yeah not great review for me uh not really it's not something that you can really review it's it's got i it's it's got some pretty pretty uh riveting sequences there's some parts i enjoyed but it's mostly just for kanye fans it's just like kanye fan service and and, it knows it's that it's fine with being that it doesn't really try to say anything substantive and if you're okay with that you'll probably enjoy it i think if I do somehow manage to get a co-host, I think I will I will want to have more substantive sort of things. Like, I, I don't feel like I'm saying that much. Like, I'm reviewing movies, I'm doing all this stuff, but uh, it's hard to have the sort of in-depth, thought-provoking, uh, philosophical conversations you'd like to have if you're just talking to yourself, which is, it's really what I am. I'm just a crazy person uh, in, in my closet talking to myself. But, um, yeah, that's what, you know, as the podcast progresses, which I hope it will, because at this point, it is not ideal, uh, you know, I'll have better discussions, better things, and I just want to say thank you to everyone who is supporting the podcast, yay! If you're listening to this, which I, I'm going to bet nobody is listening to this at the at the moment, like... When this comes out, maybe if I make it in five years, there'll be somebody somehow listening to this. I don't know, but I'm willing to bet no one's listening to it right now. But yeah, no, thank you if you are spoiling the show. And if you're not, if you're just a little a little annoying little person who is who is so, who's so pathetic and just has such little of a real life that they just want to ruin others, then just go, crawl up into the fetal position and just never leave your room and just stay away because we don't want you in the real world because you're useless and you're pathetic and just get out of here. What are you even doing here? You're not going to achieve anything by being a little prick. It's useless. God. Okay. Sorry. Uh, that was a little bit of a ta- ta- tangent. This episode has been a bit uh, chaotic, I guess. I have a little bit more energy than last episode. Um, I'm sort of flipping through. Do I want this to be energetic? Do I want it to be calm? And, you know, I can have calm episodes. I can have energetic episodes. I'll have episodes with guests, maybe. And, you know, there'll be variety. There'll be thought-provoking, intelligent discussion. There'll be stupid things. Uh, None of it will be funny. None of it will be entertaining. But um, I'm going to say words, they're gonna, these words, I'm gonna be talking about them, I'm gonna be saying them, that's one thing for sure, uh, maybe next episode I won't even talk about movies, I'll talk about philosophy, so stay tuned for that. I'll give a brief shout out to Suicide Club by Sion Sono, if I said that right, which I guarantee I didn't, because I'm a bad sayer of words in English, or in any other language for that matter, um, Japanese movie Uh, it's a Japanese movie it's a Japanese horror movie which I didn't even pick up that it was a horror movie when I was watching which I guess makes it a bad horror movie I don't know but I, I loved this I, I was actually kind of surprised to see that people don't love it that much they just think it's okay I think it was a lot better than okay I thought it was very 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 weird and strange and interesting and I loved it Uh, judging by the title, you can tell that it's a bit, uh, it's, it's very gory. There's lots of, um, uh, suicide. Uh, if that's something that is a trigger to you, if you don't like that topic, don't watch it. And also don't listen to this podcast, um, because I just mentioned it. Um, and I'm going to probably keep, you know, when I'm reviewing the movie, I'm going to, there's going to be mentions of suicide. So maybe stop now. um, but yeah, no, it was a it was a great movie, and uh, what I loved about it was its social commentary, because it reminded me of almost of and um, only like social commentary terms. Uh, it reminded me of Heather and the way it sort of dealt with how people dealt with teen suicide and how they sort of um, how they saw it and and the ways that they sort of misinterpreted it and like did it talked about it wrong and heathers i think is a great movie people say it's bad and that it that portrays mental health in a bad way and i'm not a mental health expert by any means but i think it's a sharp satire i don't think i think mental health is a very very complex subject i don't think that there's one specific correct way to portray it you know Because everyone's going to have a different mental health experience. That's just the truth. And maybe it resonates with one person. Maybe another person is extremely offended by it. But anyway, off tangent, that's my Heather's review, I guess. Uh, But Suicide Club was really... I found it really interesting, and I found it really uh, confusing. (laughs) It didn't make that much sense, I don't think. But I think thematically there was a lot to chew on. There was a lot to try and understand. And I think that really kept me going through it, uh, just, and as well as some incredibly well presented uh, s- um, parts of the movie, I guess spoilers, but there's one uh, there's one sequence where it's sort of juxtaposing it's it's going through all these different suicides. You see uh, these people doing this little show. It's like a comedy show to a bunch of kids, and at the end, one of them stabs himself in the throat, and it's gruesome. And there's one where it's this lady she's just like chopping up these uh she's chopping up a sausage or something i can't remember what she was chopping up but she just keeps chopping until she's chopping up her hand and it's just horrible and there's one where someone sticks their head in an oven so it's it's horrible it's a horrible movie i i think uh it might be a bit of a black comedy uh if that sort of thing doesn't sound like something that would um you'd be offended by or Anything then check it out, uh, and it was pretty it was pretty funny at parts I think it i I don't i, I maybe I'm just like crazy, but n- no, no, it's definitely trying to be funny at parts, not all of it's funny, obviously, but th- there's a part where um I guess spoilers again where uh these random characters just show up and they present this song just out of nowhere, and it's like this glam rock song in the mid and, and it's funny it is funny uh i I know that this guy. He has, uh, uh, this is the first film of his I'm seeing, but I've I've dipped my toes into his filmography before, and this is my first real, like, okay, I'm going to watch one of his movies. Uh, but, yeah, he's, he's an interesting filmmaker. I'm interested in seeing what else he's got, what else he's done. He's actually made a prequel to this movie, or sequel. I think it's a prequel, uh, which I also might watch, but it's, like, 150 minutes long, so it's quite long. Uh, but no, there's um love exposure. Love exposure is the one that people say is just oh one of the best movies of all time. But it's four hours long, and I do not have that kind of time. But I will at some point, and I'll watch it because I loved this one. I thought uh, there was a lot to think about. It had a lot to say about society. <laughs> it had a lot to say about society. It had a lot to say about uh people. And it was a very interesting movie that will probably stick with me in some ways for a while, because I was entertained by it, I was disturbed by it, I was shocked by it, it was a shocking, it was a graphic, gory movie with a lot to think about, and I'd recommend it to those who can handle it. Oh, it's also on YouTube as well. Uh, Yeah, you can watch it on YouTube. I'll briefly uh, just mention I watched the new Pixar movie Turning Red. Really don't have much to say about it. It was okay. It was good. It was entertaining. There are better movies like it that you can watch instead of it. But no, it was fine. It was good. It was okay. It's very controversial for some reasons. It's the most controversy I've seen attached to a Pixar movie in a while. Maybe because of its references to the menstrual cycle what in my Pixar movie uh but yeah no it's the controversy sounds stupid from the looks of it people are contra- uh there's another there's a controversy around it because of some style of the animation I I thought the animation looked fine I I I like animation a lot like it's it's not, you know, it's not the best animation in the world, but it's not, like... It's not horrible. I, I think it's about the mouth... The way the mouth is animated is something to do with Steven Universe. I don't know. I think a lot of people just need to get off Twitter. It's just annoying. Just stop complaining about everything. The movie's okay. It, it, I don't really get the Ladybird comparisons. I've seen Lady Bird. Lady Bird's good, but it really wasn't that much. It's just a coming-of-age story. There's nothing that that makes it like Ladybird, Bird, past the point that they're both about female friendship and female coming of age. And there's lots of movies like that, and there's lots of movies like that that you can watch, which are probably going to be better than this one. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't watch this one, because it's a fun time, it's entertaining, watch it, you'll probably like it, maybe you won't. I don't know, it's Disney, it's Pixar. It's kind of sad that Pixar's been reduced to sort of just middle-of-the-road stuff. But every so often there'll be like a great one that'll come out, like there'll be a soul or something. And you just gotta wait for that one, really. I'm sure this is better than a lot of the stuff that they put out. But, uh, yeah, it was good. Good. Six out of ten. Seven, maybe. Yeah, good. Great movie. Not great. Seven. Six or seven. Good movie. So, I guess this is the part of the show where I've ran out of subjects. And I can sort of just, you know, ramble on, I guess. It's only, like, been, what, 20 minutes? I want podca- I want the podcasts to be longer than 20 minutes, by the way. I want them to be, like, an hour each, but very hard to do. I, g- I know I go on about this a lot, but, you know, when I get the co-host, they'll probably be an hour long. Yeah, you know, getting co-hosts is hard because people suck and they're all bad and there's no good people who you can just talk to for hours. And, you know, you know, you get it. Maybe you don't. I don't know. Maybe you haven't tried to start a podcast before. It's don't, by the way. Would do. It's fun, I guess, but not really. Um, yeah, when you don't have a subject, it's especially hard. It's hard when you don't have a script. When you don't have a subject, that's when it just gets to levels where it's unreasonable. Because you have to consistently talk. And so sometimes you're talking and you don't even know what you're saying. Words are just coming out of your mouth and they just have no meaning. That reminds me of... um the podcast episode I did I did one <laughs> where I just analyzed that line from um that lil Wayne song, and it was <laughs> it was just ridiculous. it was just absurd uh i th- I, th- I listen to it sometimes and I'm like this is so unfunny then it loops around and becomes funny, and that's what I've noticed about comedy is it's a circle, you know you've got funny. You've got very funny and, you know, you, you go around and it gets higher and higher and you got the funny. And then you go lower and lower and it gets less funny. But then the the points sort of meet. And if you get so unfunny, it sort of just loops around into becoming just comedic gold. So that's my recommendation for anyone who's trying to become a comedian. It's to just break the 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 rock bottom and see what's underneath, you know? Uh, okay, yeah, cool, um, I don't want that to be the end of the podcast, I feel like I should say more, uh, I guess I should give advice to people, because I'm the one who should be giving advice here, my advice, uh, is when people say be yourself, they, they make it sound easy, they make it sound like it's something you can just do, you know, yourself be yourself but really we we live in a society that's trying to strip of strip us of individualism at all times anything unique anything creative is presented to us as different as wrong there will absolutely be people trying to tear you down for it so uh it's hard i know it's hard to do that to to be yourself to maintain yourself and a lot of people don't don't um appreciate that and that's not even to say that for some people, it's not hard because they're not different; they're not unique. And I think, uh, growing older, I feel like my opinion on things. This might this might be different for a lot of people, but I feel like my my opinion on things became less mature as I I grow older. Because I feel like when I was younger, I had a very, I had a very like old sort of person. Like I, I the retrospect, I, I knew that. Okay, someone thinks they're unique. they're really not as unique as they think there are. There's lots of other people like them, and you know uh when people th- when people say they're very when people who are who are not unique at all there's obviously more gong. On behind that, they they're not just they're people. They've got a lot to them. They're complex. Everyone's complex. I had that view, and it's sort of faded away. Like I know it's correct. I I I think deep down I understand that it's correct, but it becomes harder to believe that there's more than just two dimensions to people, because for some people are unbelievably shallow. They they really are unintelligent in a lot of ways, and it just doesn't seem like there's a lot to them. But you know the mature thing the reasonable the smart thing to is to think that you know there's actually a lot to them there's more than you can see because you've you're only one perspective you don't you only see this one part of them you don't see the full person uh and that's the mature that's the right opinion but you know a, a lot of people uh who are slightly different uh, in the grand scheme of things they might be a complete weirder to this specific group of people you surround yourself with but in the grand scheme of things you're probably quite normal you're probably not your your tastes aren't that weird the things you're into are uh like say you listen to to music nobody else has heard of probably other people have heard of it say they've got two million monthly listeners on spotify you know no one no one you know has heard of them but you know that's still two million people you're not that unique you know i don't know that's that's what I used to think, but uh nowadays I've become like more you know in indi- any individualism any creativity anything that's slightly unique it should be nurtured i think it honestly should be, and it's not, and chances are it's gonna be it's gonna disappear it's gonna 'cause that's what that's what uh things do to you is you know anything unique is ridded of anything that, uh, I feel like I'm just going in circles here, anyway, what I'm trying to say is, you've got to find your way to be yourself, because there's not going to be one way of being yourself, what I would do, and this probably doesn't work, but, okay, say I do something, say I have a style, say I have something about me that is distinctly me. It's my thing. And I'm going to get a lot of criticism for that, okay? I, I'm i sure, of course I will. Of course I'm going to. Because it's unique, it's different, and people don't like that. They want it to be the same. They want it to be, oh, this is what's good, this is what's wrong, this is what's good, this is what's bad. Say it's a photo of me, okay? Say it's a photo of me, that, and people make fun of it. What I'd do is I'd double down on it. I'd go, no, actually, you're wrong. This photo of me is good. So you double down on it and you become you make yourself more confident in it because they're trying to take your confidence away. You go, no, oh, you're not going to take this confidence away. I'm going to be more confident. I'm going to be overconfident maybe, but it's fine because it's me and I can be as confident as I want. That's what I'd do. For some people, that's not going to work. You've got to find what works for you. You've got to find your way to maintain who you are, okay? A lot of people, they're just going to gonna stay out of the way. And that's fine. That's okay. If that works for you, and you can maintain who you are, and just stay out of the way, then that's okay. People are criticizing you, just let it roll off you. Then that's okay. That's another way of doing it. Completely fine. So that was my advice. Pretty rambly. Didn't make much sense. Uh, but anyway... Hope you enjoyed the episode. I expected to have more things to talk about, and I do have more things to talk about, and I will talk about those things later. There are a lot of uh, subjects to have, and what I'm going to do is try and organize this thing. I think I'm going to make like a list of subjects, so each time I have subjects. Usually what I do is, um, uh, you know, I talk about movies. And there were a few more movies I've seen since the last episode, but I don't really have that much to say about them. But anyway, okay, I guess this is the outro then. Uh, enjoy the, uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, then I would actually really love it if you would, uh, share it and tell other people that would be just lovely. I'd really like, be like, yay, wow, shee, I'm going to cut that bit out.